stop trying to change the external if you haven't done the work on the internal. If you still believe you're fat, go and change that belief first. If you still believe you're weak, go and change that belief first. If you believe that you can't put on muscle, go and shift that belief first. We see this all across the board, not only in men, but in women and everybody. They mold to the identity that they've set for themselves. The people that lose weight believe they can. The people that gain muscle believe they can. The people that don't, don't. So shift what you believe is possible in your life and really hone that in. And then you're going to watch things begin to change. If I could give you one message that could dramatically shift the direction of your life, I would tell you to visualize a world in which there was no judgment for the decisions you've made in the past, in which you weren't paralyzed by fear and you could make decisions that were in alignment with the life you desire to live. One in which you could speak only the truth of what exists on your heart. I would tell you to look at the life you're living now and reflect deeply on what you really wish could change. And then have you look down at the life you just created and the life you're living now. And I'd get real close and I'd look you in the eye. That type of look that says, this is too important to let pass. Your life is too important to let pass. And I'd lean in and with your full attention on me, and those two life paths, I'd say, you choose. Welcome to the You Choose podcast. I'm your host, Billy Garson Jr. I'm a former division one and professional athlete turned men's mental health advocate. I'm a transformation coach, public speaker, and I'm the proud founder of the You Choose movement, which exists to equip young men with the tools and techniques to choose a life that is in alignment with their highest self. It is my greatest honor and privilege to be with you today. The young man who is in a period of great transition in his life, who's asking questions and seeking answers. And on this podcast, through a series of interviews with professional athletes, men's coaches, and self-help gurus, we aim to educate, equip, and inspire you to bridge the gap between where you are and where you aspire to be. So listen deeply and find yourself in the stories of those who've sat in your shoes and now walk in the areas in which you wish to walk. Welcome to the You Choose podcast. Today, let's talk about getting fucking ripped. But on a more serious note, let's talk about the importance of why I work out. I want to tell you why I work out. I want to... Let me backtrack a moment. Um. I'm just so excited about today's episode that I'm going quick. So I'm going to slow myself down here. Um, you look fucking ripped, bro. That is a saying that I have heard more times than I could count in the past six months from guys that I've <laughs> gotten, grabbed coffee with, hung out with, from men, from just a lot of people, you look fucking ripped, bro. And I'm like, thank you. Thank you. And that does mean a lot for me because for a long time, I didn't look ripped. In fact, I looked the furthest thing from ripped. You know, I was uh, small, 
I was skinny. I was weak in my physical body and I felt small, skinny and weak. And as I've evolved and as it's been reaffirmed to me that, you know, you look fucking ripped, bro. Uh, I've started to feel that, you know, I've, I've, I've started to feel that. But you know what the crazy thing is? And the reason I called this that is because I believed that in me and I had to start believing that in me before others saw it in me. And that is why we're talking today about the internal shifts that are needed to produce external results. You know, that saying, you look ripped. I was breathing that into my life six months before anyone started saying that to me. Billy, you look so ripped. I'd look at myself in the mirror at the gym when I was lifting weights. I'd see it in my third eye. I'd visualize it. You look ripped, Billy. And so the internal shift had to happen. And then sure enough, I got to a place in my life where I genuinely did. And I do. And I'm happy and I'm proud of the work that I've put in to look the way that I look. And I know that there are many people, there are many of you out there that want to look like this. And I don't say that in an egotistical way. I don't, I don't mean that at all in an egotistical way. I mean that in the respect that, you know, the me now that I am now is who younger me used to look at. And I was kind of pissed off at because I was like, I could never look like that. Could never have that six pack. I could never, you know, be ripped. I could never look like that. Um, and so the younger version of me would never have admitted that he was jealous of that guy, but he was very jealous of that guy. Um, and so today we're talking about, you know, shifting the internal dialogue so that you can produce the external results. Before I looked like this, let me take you back to how I used to look. And I've shared this a lot on my Instagram. Some of you may know, I'm going to open the door here because it's hot. So if you hear cars, you hear cars. Some of you may know, some of you may not. When I was younger, I was really small. I have photos of me, like I'm like two feet smaller than <laughs> kids on my team, soccer team in my school. I was, when I went into high school at a, as a 13 year old, I was four foot 11. Uh, and I think I was 89 pounds or 85 pounds, something along those lines. They asked, they actually had to lie on the school website about how much I weighed because I'm pretty sure you have to weigh at least 100 pounds to play high school soccer. So I was four foot 11 and 89 pounds and it kept getting reaffirmed to me by my dad who was my coach, by the guys at school, by the guys on my team. You know, you're so weak. You're such a pussy. You're so little all of these things. And as I've come to learn, you take on when you're younger, your first few experiences and what you hear become your belief systems and you will never exceed the identity that you build for yourself. And so I built an identity for myself that I was small, weak, a pussy, all of these things. And naturally, I conform to that which was weird because I go to the gym the same amount now as I've always gone to the gym. And that's why this is such a profound episode for me because people are now seeing and I am now seeing the external results, but I've been following this routine for a lot longer 
and not seeing results than I have with seeing results. And so I think there's a lot of value here that I want to share. I was going to the gym so much. I was pushing myself, working hard, trying to break through that mold of being weak, a pussy, uh, small, but I was carrying that belief system with me. And naturally, I was molding to that identity. And let me tell you what I mean. When you believe you're weak, you won't pick up that weight that's a little bit heavier because you don't believe you can handle it. And because you don't want to embarrass yourself in the gym with everybody watching. You won't do that extra rep because you're scared of messing up. When you believe you're small and weak, you won't even try to put the 10 pounds on, the extra 10 pounds on the bench press in case you can't do it. And you're also so scared of anybody or asking anybody to spot you because you don't want them to see the weight that you're actually lifting. And so in all of these little instances that we don't see as huge deals, I was molding to the identity that I'm small, weak, a pussy, all of these things. You know, it's funny. I go to the gym now. I'm so comfortable talking to anybody and everybody. Bro, can you spot me? I'm going to put on this extra 10 pounds. If I can't get it, I can't get it. He's going to help me out because I know who I am in that regard. There's a lot of areas that I'm still working, but in that regard, I know who I am. And so this dialogue that I'm weak, all of those things that I've mentioned many a time in this first few minutes here, right? I was molding to that identity. And the more I molded to that identity, the longer that I stayed there, no matter how much I worked out, no matter how much I went to the gym, no matter how healthy I ate, no matter how much protein I put in my body, I was molding to that identity. And that's why this is so crazy to me. You will always, and I really want you to hear me when I say this, you will always mold to the identity that you create about yourself. Let me rephrase that. You will always mold to the identity that you create for yourself. You choose. You choose who you are. And so I had to do a lot of internal shift work before I could produce the external results. And this applies across the board. I'll record many more episodes about monetary and my huge scarcity with money, my huge scarcity with time, and the internal dialogue that has to be shifted in order to achieve success with family, with women, with money. Uh, but in this instance, I'm talking about my physical body. You know, you guys see it a lot on my Instagram, my workouts, all that sort of stuff. And I'm going to share with you my workouts. But, you know, before you can shift anything, if you're somebody who wants to look better and feel better, stop trying to change the external if you haven't done the work on the internal. Stop trying to change the external if you haven't done the work on the internal. If you still believe you're fat, go and change that belief first. If you still believe you're weak, go and change that belief first. If you believe that you can't put on muscle, go and shift that belief first. We see this all across the board, not only in men, but in women and everybody. They mold to the identity that they've set for themselves. The people that lose weight believe they can. The people that gain muscle believe they can. The people that don't, don't. So shift what you believe is possible in your life and really hone that in. And then you're going to watch things begin to change. I work out for a multitude of reasons. I've always worked out because, you know, 
there is a piece of me that sees that little weak boy and feels for him. When I go to the gym and I see that four foot 11 little kid who used to be so timid, so scared, felt like he couldn't stand up for himself physically, mentally, emotionally, felt less than. I feel for that boy. And so why I work out is I work out for him. That's another thing, leverage and reasons. I work out for that little boy inside of me that hated himself, that wanted to crawl out of his own skin because of the way he looked and the way he felt inside of his own body. That's why I work out. That's one of the reasons. I obviously work out to feel good and I work out to look good. And I'm going to own all of those. But I work out because I am stepping further and further and further into me and into loving me. And I know that a piece of loving me requires me to see that boy and the pain he's in. And that's a fuel for me. That's a fuel for me because that was me. And I look back at me in high school and even in middle school. And I don't want, and I wouldn't want any kid, any boy to go through that emotional turmoil that I felt at the time when I was there. I was so low. I felt so alone. I was so confused. I picked up so many bad habits and nasty tendencies and subconscious narratives. And a lot of my healing work that I've done has come from that period of my life. And so I look at that boy and I feel for him. And that's a reason for me. That's a reason. So I work out hard for that boy. So if you're listening to this right now, create a reason. Create a reason. Shift the internal dialogue. That's the next piece. As we've spoken about a couple of times. And again, as you guys are maybe learning here, I, I go off on different tangents as I just speak from my mind and my heart. And I think that's the way it should be. These podcasts are like I'm having a conversation with you. And I hope it feels that way. I haven't scripted this. I haven't written this out. I'm just speaking to you. You got to shift what you believe about who you are internally before you step foot in the gym. There have been studies on this time and time and time again. I'm reading a book called Mind Gym right now. And the, one of the examples is they, I think they did it a basketball example where they, they had three test groups. One test group spent an hour shooting free throws. One test group spent an hour visualizing shooting free throws. And one test group spent 30 minutes visualizing and 30 minutes actually shooting free throws. And the group, the third group that spent 30 minutes visualizing and 30 minutes shooting performed the best. So what that says is that the mindset shift is just as important as the actual work. You obviously aren't going to believe yourself into looking ripped. You can't just sit at home and close your eyes and meditate all day. And all of a sudden you get a six pack and, and pecs and, and a huge back and all of these things. No, no. But you also can't just go to the gym and push yourself beyond belief 
without the visualization work. 50-50. If you're currently spending an hour in the gym or 20 minutes in the gym, or you go once a week for an hour, cut that in half and take half that time to work on shifting the internal beliefs. I've put so much work, time, and effort. So much work, time, and effort. Sorry, I know that was loud. <laughs> I put so much work, time, and effort into shifting the beliefs internally over the past few years so that I can look the way that I look externally. That's the only difference. So I'll go deeper in another episode about how to shift those beliefs and changing the I am's and shifting the nasty tendencies and visualization exercises and all of these things. I'll go deeper in another episode into that. But today we're just talking about how. How? You got to create a reason. Step number one, you need to have leverage and reasons. I learned that from Ed Milet. If you don't have a reason as to why you go, you aren't going to show up even on the days where you don't feel like showing up. The second thing, you got to shift the internal beliefs because you're always molding to what you believe about yourself and you'll never exceed that belief. I believed I was small, weak, skinny, a pussy. And the longer that I believed that, and while I did, I never exceeded that. So the internal shifts must happen before the external results happen. And then the third thing is the actual work. And so I'll share with you a little bit about the work I do, the workouts. I do a lot of HIIT training, high-intensity interval training. I do a lot of that. One minute on, 30 seconds off. One minute on, 30 seconds off. Some great exercises that have helped me in shedding the fat on my body. I never had a lot of fat, but in just shedding the fat, uh, the rope. The rope. I do a lot of the rope. I do a lot of rowing. Rowing is phenomenal for so many different parts of your body. I do a lot of rowing. Um, I do a lot of weighted, like a, uh, I take a weighted ball and I'll do weighted push-ups. I will do the slams, weighted slams. Where I'll take the weighted ball and I'll slam it. Uh, I do a lot of chest work for the definition and the, the, the reps. I'm getting a proper sweat on in the gym through the HIIT training that I do. And I combine that. In fact, this is what I've started doing more recently is muscle isolation. And I'm not a personal trainer, so I'm not going to go into all this. And if you are a personal trainer and I'm saying some of these things wrong, <laughs> great. But I'm not here for... I'm not here to be the personal trainer. I'm here to tell you what's worked for me and what is working for me. I do a lot of muscle isolation. I'll give you an example. When I used to do bench press and uh, dumbbell bench, I would just do it. Like I would try and do as many reps as possible uh, and as much weight as possible. And I would be fine losing my form. In fact, I would lose my form a lot. Um, and what I realized is that like, I wasn't really isolating the muscle and so the muscle wasn't growing. So now I'll do a lot of isolation. Like I will really push at the top to make sure that my chest is engaged. And when I'm doing a 
they bent over well, for example, I'll make sure that my back is engaged. I'll make sure that the muscle that I'm using when I do a bicep curl, I'll make sure at the top that that muscle is engaged because that's when you know it's really working. So I do a lot of muscle isolation. I do a lot of HIIT training. You know, we, I hear a lot of guys say, you know, oh, I work out so much harder when I'm working out with somebody. And I think that's such a cop-out. I think that's such a cop-out. Yeah, when somebody's pushing you, a trainer, of course, you're going to naturally work out harder, but create the other ways. There's always a way. And when you're working against the clock, if you're strong enough mentally, you will push yourself to beat the clock. And that's what I do when I'm doing hit training. If I'm doing push-ups, you best believe that the second set, I'm getting more in that minute than I did in the first set. And you best believe that the third set, I'm getting more than the second. And you best believe that the last set, I'm getting the most reps. And if I don't finish in time, I'm cutting into my rest time to complete the work. And then I'm moving on to the next one and the next one and the next one. And I'm racing against the clock. The clock is what's pushing me because I don't need another voice. I know I think there was a voice crack. <laughs> I do need another voice when I have a voice crack like that. But I don't need another voice telling me anymore, you know, Billy, go do this. Billy, push harder. Billy, you got this. I don't need that voice. That voice is a combination of me inside, motivating myself, inspiring myself, and me working against the clock. A mentor of mine said to me once, he said, you can't aspire to inspire others until you're inspired by yourself. So I had to go and get inspired by me and the version of me that I was in the process of becoming before, that I, could, before I could inspire myself to continue to push. And I want you to just think about that. That's what I'll leave you with in this podcast, this episode today is if you aren't inspired by who you are and who you're becoming, if you aren't inspired by who you are and who you're becoming, and I know there's a lot of noise in the background. I'm going to say that one more time. If you aren't inspired by who you are and who you're becoming, you can never inspire yourself, let alone go out into the world and inspire others. And with my mission for so long, being to inspire other people without me being inspired by myself. No wonder nothing was working. So I didn't like who I was and I couldn't motivate myself to go and do the work in every facet of the word and in every area of my life. I wasn't motivated enough or inspired enough because I was reliant on other people to give me that form of inspiration. And the only reason I lacked that inspiration is because I didn't like myself. And so I set out on a mission to go and get inspired by me so that I could inspire myself, others, and eventually the world. I'm going to drop the mic. <laughs> take that with you if you take nothing else today. Head over to billygartonjr.com. Scroll down to the section that reads, are you looking for a place to figure it all out? Click on the button that reads, count me in, fill out the information, and a member of my team will be sure to reach out to get you involved in the You Choose Brotherhood. Boy, will this brotherhood change your life. Community and connection meets courageous conversation. Monthly mastermind calls, bi-monthly brotherhood check-ins, mini courses, and answers to some of your life's greatest questions. 
We have it all in here. Head over to billygartonjr.com. Scroll down to the section that reads, are you looking for a place to figure it all out? Click on the button that reads, count me in, fill out the information and a member of my team will be sure to reach out. Super excited to see you there. If you're new here, thank you for being here. If you haven't already, go subscribe to the YouTube podcast. We share episodes like this every single week. Incredible episodes uh, with some incredible guests. And on top of that, a lot of these guests end up hosting mastermind calls in the YouTube Brotherhood where we have conversations like this, but it isn't just me speaking and you listening. It's you bringing real world scenarios to the table with other brothers who've lived it. They're also bringing their situations to the table. We're addressing topics and we're healing together. That's what the You Choose Brotherhood is. And you can become a member of the You Choose Brotherhood for less than a price that you would pay for coffee every single month. So go and check it out, theyouchoosemovement.com. Uh, you can also shoot me a DM at Billy Garton Jr. And we will get you all situated in that regard. The You Choose Brotherhood. Become a part of it. It's life-changing. All right. I hope that gives you some insight today on how to shift the internal beliefs so that you can create external results when you work out. Plenty more of this coming soon. Appreciate you always. Peace, brother. <laughs>